I was about to say your screen went black, but <laughs> it's going to sound a little inappropriate. Right, right, right. <laughs> or rather very appropriate. True, depending. <laughs> I don't know why mine has decided to load all this like stuff randomly on the, like my third. I don't know. Anyway, it's being weird. Anyway, it's working, so. <sighs> Welcome to episode nine of the Casual Shooters podcast. Um, once again, you've got your three hosts. I'm Dave. You've got Leo and Chris. Everybody say hello. Hello. What's up? <laughs> all right. We're all post-Thanksgiving, so that's good. Probably still in a turkey coma. I had lasagna. Nice. Uh, Not that my doesn't choice. sound very American. Sounds yeah, very no, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> the short version is I didn't have to go to New York anymore, so Elaine had not prepared anything, and we were going to order Chinese food. But apparently Chinese Americans all also celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we could not get Chinese food. <laughs> so, so they're slightly more American than we are, and Elaine had to make uh, lasagna. So There's always tippies. <laughs> no no they were also closed yeah. so but it was fine it was just one of those weird like we're all like all right it's gonna be just like christmas we're gonna order chinese food and then that did not that that, that plan failed wow so there's that but anyway other than that we survived and here we are today interesting nice so yeah uh, of course you know i had to work <laughs> Thanksgiving Day, so that was fun. Was it though? Ah, uh, I mean, it was kind of because really didn't do much, you know. So it's kind of kind of nice. That's good. So I got to eat, I got to eat turkey twice. So it was turkey at work and then turkey when I got home. So you know the MSG kind of kicked my butt. Well, there you go. Winner, so, winner, turkey dinner. That's right. That's right. So now, you know how it goes. We got leftovers forever. <laughs> yep. Yeah, turkey. Well, we're gonna have leftovers for a few days. I had leftover turkey yesterday at work. I'll probably have it today. Probably have it tomorrow. <laughs> See, mine doesn't sound that bad. I'm gonna worry about that because turkey is really only exciting. When it's fresh, I'm I'm actually okay with it because we got a smoked turkey from Mission Barbecue and it is amazing. Wow! Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. God, that would be great though. Oh, we should yeah. work on that. Yeah, great sponsor. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great sponsor. At least we could be fed. Truth. <laughs> Sitting here Maybe eating. we need to be hungry so we get better. I don't know. Well, Dave doesn't really need to get better. Like the other, <laughs> us two need to get better. But yes, you know. yes. It's funny you say that. Um, I have finished reading two books this week, and I've got I'm on my third, and because I'm down to three days before my off season ends, so I've got to finish my book in two days. So I have time to write up all my notes and devise my plan so are these new books or are you are you rereading previous books no they are books that i had purchased via kindle um 
several months ago and just never really had the opportunity to sit down and read. Um, so I am finding the time to sit down and read them so that I can. There are actually three of Steger's books. Okay. So what you're saying is when you left the office and went back to the field, you miraculously found more time in your day. I did. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I don't know what that's like, but it's nice. Yeah, because <laughs> even though I don't have time at work because we are so busy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still have 24 hours, at least in between those shifts that I do work that, um, you know, I can read here and there. So and then right, right. on the four day break, I make quite a bit of progress. Yeah. See, that's nice because otherwise you guys are dragging something else in the dirt because you guys are such a busy station. Yes, for sure. Well, anyway, what do we got for topics for today? Anybody? I've got a couple, but just wanted to kind of see what we all wanted to discuss this fine afternoon. Well, my biggest one is um, just what I was talking about. I'm just getting closer and closer to being back into what I, I wouldn't, I don't want to call it the on season either you know right. what i mean um i'm in the off season i wouldn't consider the on season until about march when uh the shooting actually begins and right. who knows i might shoot match here or there in between but the biggest thing for me is this is my pre-season workout gotcha you okay. know it's kind of like uh Going back, Huggy, talking about the NFL, you know, it's the off-season, but it's your conditioning season. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yes. <laughs> you're so busy with prepping for the next week's football game during the season that you're not making all your strength gains at that time. You're making your strength gains between whenever your season actually ended until the beginning of training camp. Right. Gotcha. So that's where I look like I'm at. I'm at that I'm in that period between the end of the season and the beginning of training camp. This is now December will start my training camp, which will go to about March. Yeah. Gotcha, it's, gotcha. Actually, it's actually funny you say that because, uh, and, and I'll say this, I uh, spoke to uh, one of our uh, shooting colleagues, Matt Hopkins via uh, Instagram messaging. And, um, I feel like him and I kind of kind of can relate to each other and, you know, I'm trying to improve my speed and quickness. And so he gave me some good information to uh, to use and try. So I actually have been down here in my basement trying a few things. And then when I'm at work in the uh, gym, I'm actually trying uh, a few things to increase my speed, at least laterally and just moving from one position to the next. So, um, I just, and he gave me some good information. So thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. And, uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> He's not so a sponsor. No. For those of you, or for, for those that don't know who he is, what is it that you and he have in common that he is assisting you with as far as advice? I feel as if, um, uh, we're both very big men. We're big men and a very, uh, in a sport arena where there's a lot of people who are I'm trying to find the right words to, to say, but I'm just going to put it out there. There's a lot of uh, smaller people, thin, lighter weight than we are. And Matt 
actually has some speed when he moves. And so I used to have speed when I played football, but it just seems like everything Mr. Arthritis has set in and like lateral movement and everything like that is just, uh, it's not there anymore. And then at the same time, I am very cautious in my head. I, I think that's one thing that I am too much of is that I'm too cautious of my movement of like, oh my gosh, am I, where am I, where's my foot's landing? Am I stepping on the board properly? You know, so I'm thinking all this in my head instead of just running the course, you know, so. Literally just, running. Literally running, like, you know, stage two at Nationals. <laughs> well, no, it's just funny. I don't know if you caught Dave's very emphatic vertical head bob reaction. Yes. Um, I <laughs> and then the footsies thing got me because it made me think of my mom. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you do tend to be a little uh, wary in particular of where your, your feet is, are falling. Because you got big, big old feet, man. Oh, yeah, I do. I mean, size 15. I mean, that's, I mean, hey, I can put out a fire with one foot, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, that that's one of my biggest problems is that I'm, I'm thinking about where am I going to stop? Where am I landing at? Am I positioned correctly? So instead of just going there, shooting, you know, seeing my target lining up, shooting, I'm so worried about, okay, where, where am I standing? You know, so I just need to do the walkthroughs, see where I'm going to stand at, get my cues, and then I need to go, you know, so, um, and I've been watching a lot of other people on the uh, YouTube and watching them, how they're they're shooting. And it's like they don't even think about it. They just move and go. So I think that's what I need to start doing. Yeah, for sure. And that's where you've got to do that in dry fire so that it becomes natural, you know? Right, right. Like one of the, like one of the big things I was practicing before nationals, even – before the Virginia State match was um, timer at the beep. My starting position was not my shooting position. I was having to, I was making myself move to another location for my shooting position. So I was, I was training myself to draw the gun and move simultaneously. So I'm not moving and then drawing or drawing and then moving. You know, trying to blend all of those things together to make them one. Yeah, and that's that is a great example because that's what I was doing. You know, I'm like sitting there going like, oh, let me draw my gun first or let me get to the position first, then draw my gun. You know, right. it needs to be simultaneously like exactly what you're saying needs to be as soon as that beep goes off i need to be moving drawing at the same time getting over there so that's your that's a great idea for all those out there that you know that are not professionals that are casual shooters like us dry firing is what you need to do down you know when you on your off season that's what i'm going to be doing in the basement i got some tape that i'm going to be putting down on the floor you know, so there's going to be my areas where I need to move from one side to the other and not worry about if I'm stepping here or on the line or what. So, but that's, now, that's me. Someone who's watched all of our shooting videos that I've posted on our YouTube channel, 
ask me a question about YouTube. We like we too is in me a huggy. Yep. Oh, he boy. said he said what he noticed was every time you guys move from left to right, you stuck your gun way out to the right like this. Yeah, and he goes, I noticed he goes, that too. Is that a rule? And I'm like, no, that's them being super cautious yeah. about not getting disqualified. But no, they don't have to exaggerate the way they're doing it. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's funny you say that because I was actually thinking about that because I have watched all our videos and I, that was one of the big things I noticed. And um, it's one of the things that I am working on is in in movement from from right to left um just because of how i have it's that subconscious uh ingrained like hey this is how i move um so that was one of those things that i did i built in because i knew that when i moved from right to left i held my firearm a certain way mm -hmm. um but i have noticed that that is, it is very exaggerated and i'm like oh that is and it, and it wastes time, um, like it, it slows me down. So I, I'm I'm trying to work on not doing that anymore, because um, yeah, it was is it is very very noticeable, and it is it it moves it slows progress significantly, mm -hmm. and it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so much so that you can't even say the word correct. Because it's, right. it's, it's ugly. It definitely slows you guys down. Because I noticed that as well. But it was interesting that he noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually funny because I've been looking at our videos also, and that's where I'm kind of like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed uh, watching these videos, and I'm realizing how slow I am. So that's when I, thanks to you, Dave, put me in touch with uh, Matt Hopkins, and I contacted him. And him and I started uh, just having, you know, text conversation back and forth via Instagram. So, um, and I was watching his videos on Instagram and dude can move. I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's so awesome. So, um, but yeah, I'm so self-conscious of like not wanting to get DQ'd. So yeah, the gun is out there. Like I'm trying to be like, oh, yep, mm -mm, not crossing that 180. You know, but again, I think I'm practicing this off season and looking forward to next season because I'm just going to not just say let it all hang out, but I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna be uh, bringing my A game to the D level. Got to rock that D class. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, and that's another thing is that uh. Um, on another time to conversate about is uh, I got some information uh, about how what we were talking about the last episode uh, about uh, the super squads. Okay. So we'll touch on that another time. So. I was about to say something. And I, I lost it when you said that. I forgot what <laughs> I was going to Oh, um, I was just going to say it was very nice of Matt to chat with you and give you some ideas and, and help you out a little bit with that. Yeah, yeah. Very nice guy. I mean, he, was, he uh, doesn't pull any punches, puts it right out there, says, you need to do this. 
<laughs> so, um, you know, and, and basically he was like, you've got to just, he practice moving from one, one position to the other quickly, keep on doing that. Then eventually start practicing with the gun, moving to, from one position to the other, and then putting it all together and then going, of course, out there, you know, like practicing or going up there, maybe renting a bay or something like that and doing it there. So then it becomes second nature. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. So thanks, Matt, again. Boom. Very cool. Well, um, and I don't know if you guys have other stuff you want to talk about, but that actually kind of segues pretty well into one of the topics that I wanted to discuss, um, which was, and I think Huggy and I might've talked about this the other day. I don't remember who, I don't know, you guys kind of become one human after a while because um, we talk so much, right. um, is is building in subconscious training to make things, uh, well, for lack of a better phrase, subconscious uh, and, and weapons manipulation. So, like, you get a gun and out of the box you need to learn how to handle the gun, uh, how it works, breaking it down, all that jazz, but building into your training things like that where you're moving from one position to another and you know that if you're moving from left to right arm is going to be pointed this way you're going to handle it this way so that you don't you're no longer thinking about it it's built in subconscious in your muscle memory and you don't have to worry about breaking the 180 and you can just focus on i need to get over there as quick as i can and then present my firearm to the next set of targets or whatever um so what do you guys think about training in those things to make them subconscious? And what are the things that you need to build into your training that need that should be subconscious? That you don't have to think about so that you can just like, hey, point, shoot, move. All of your gun handling skills, everything, your draw, your grip, your trigger press, your immediate actions in case of a malfunction. All of those things need to be basically subconscious. They need to be second nature. And it's all, if you, if you ask me, it's all about reps. You've just got to dry fire, practice, 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 practice until it becomes second nature. I mean, it's no different than um, when I was in the military doing the same thing. You know, you've got... <clears throat> When you had malfunctions with an AR or, or M16 at the time, but you know your, which is your AR style platform. I mean, it's right. all about tap, rack, bang. You know, slap, uh, different acronyms and how you're going to act, and and we would practice those until they became second nature. We would before we went on patrols, we would practice all of our immediate action drills if we made enemy contact. And we'd practice them until they became second nature and everybody knew exactly what their role was so that in the event that it happened, you didn't freaking lose your mind and not know what you were doing. It didn't matter. When you reacted, you reacted to exactly the way you trained. So, Right. Well, and, and that brings up, it was a topic that had nothing to do with, with firearms. We were talking about it on the drive to the cadaver lab, talking about um, That's people... Yeah, it was really weird, but it, there's a parallel here. And and it's about, you know, people don't rise to the occasion. They fall back on their highest level of training. 
bodies hit the floor. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave Zobby, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so, but we're, we're driving to the cadaver lab and that's what we were talking about is again, you don't, you don't rise to an occasion. You don't, you don't do something that you don't know how to do. You fall back on your highest level of training. And if you don't know how to work a malfunction, like that's, it's a great example. You're not going to be like how many times, and I hate to bring this up, but at nationals, like if you guys had not known what was wrong and how to, how to work through it or that, Hey, it's going to be impossible for me to work through this for the stage. I know I have to stop what I'm doing and like, that's it. I'm zero stage, but I know I have to do X, Y, and Z to clear this malfunction and I can't do it in a live fire setting. Like the fact that you know that and the fact, you know, Hey, tap, tap rack or drop the mag and rack, rack, feed a new, all those things. Um, they come into not just competition, but everyday carry, just being a firearm owner, you know, safety third, but just being able to be confident and comfortable in whatever weapon platform that you're talking about. Like you said, M16, AR, handgun, whatever it is, um, you need to know yep. Yeah, how how to do those things so that you're not like on a scene of a call one time, a officer had to shoot a deer on the side of the road, and I literally watched him turn a shotgun, look down the barrel of a loaded shotgun, and be like, hmm, what's wrong with my loaded shotgun? Don't be that guy. Know your firearm. Like, don't go out everything going on. Don't go out today, tomorrow, next week, whatever. Buy a firearm and then leave it just sitting. Like you need to train. It's the the value of training is invaluable. Yes, yes. I agree. Yeah, and I don't agree look down you. the barrel of a load of shotgun, people. That's just right. And if you're training, make sure that the uh, you know if you're at home training. Make sure the magazine's empty. Yeah, if you're in Huggy's <laughs> yeah. basement training, empty the magazine. Yes, and I, the only reason why I say that is because, one, Dave has a good story about the gentleman uh, with getting shot in the leg, I think it was. And then, at the same time, I a, a, co a colleague of ours that works with us was actually just cleaning his uh, pistol, and it went off, you know, because one in a chamber so um you know even though he dropped the magazine he forgot that there was one in the chamber so uh, just make sure but again, but again if you if that is a built-in subconscious muscle memory action like you said your immediate action if you know you're going to clean your firearm your immediate action is drop the mag rack 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 take a look it's good okay and now i can perform the task, which is clean the firearm. Correct. I agree with you, but some people become very complacent. You know, I don't. And, I don't know that I agree with the practice of storing a weapon loaded. Yeah. Other okay. than my, other than my carry gun. Right. Right. Nothing is loaded. I'm okay. You know. If you want to have magazines nearby loaded so you can grab a loaded magazine if you're responding to something, that's one thing. But I don't know, like that individual there, I mean, I don't know how that happens that you forget that there's one in the chamber. I don't know. I, I don't understand how that happens. But, I mean, it does. It does happen. So. Well, you know. It's, Nobody's perfect. It's, 
I noticed here lately Agreed. that a lot of people are doing the, and I, I luckily had somebody say something to me, and I'm like, oh yeah. But a lot of people are racking the slide, thinking that oh, and then dropping the magazine, forgetting that they just racked a a round into the chamber, and when they drop the magazine and then they pull the trigger, guess what? Bang. <laughs> You know, not realizing that it's dropped the magazine first, then racked a slide. So, and if you're and if you're looking down the barrel, that's an indelible mark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're gonna leave your thoughts behind yeah. on the wall. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The order of operations again, but that's one of those things that needs to be ingrained as a subconscious action. The that okay, drop the mag, rack, take a look, good to go. Click boomstick doesn't do anything except go click, which is the goal. Right. And now you're good to go. You can do whatever you want. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why that's just been kind of in my mind lately. Of, and I know we we I don't want to say joke about it, but we you know we tend to say like safety third, like everything. Safety is obviously very important, um, but safety needs to be ingrained subconsciously, and that's part of that. And I don't know. It's just one of those things that's been sitting in my brain for a little bit. And I felt like, you know, because we have a lot of new shooters or people that are thinking about becoming shooters or, or whatever, you know, there's a lot of, like my sister, I love my sister. This is a great example though. And I'm sorry if she actually is listening, but this was dumb. So I have to tell this story. I'm not going to say what her name is, but we share a last name. So, and there's only two with the same name that I know of. And they're both in my family. But anyway, so short version borrowed her gun it was having issues so i took it apart realized it was just dirty just there were shape like it was just bad so i cleaned it put it back together click click boom boom it does its thing operates correctly as a firearm put it back together after i you know just kind of took a little bit of oil to it and give it back to her and i was like hey just so you know you you really need to clean and maintain your gun. She's like, oh no no, it's a self cleaning gun, <laughs> like an oven. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the day that the person invents a self cleaning gun is the day that that individual is a billionaire with a B <laughs> billion. That is that is miraculous. It is amazing. But it is also fictitious. There is no such thing as a self-cleaning gun. And the fact that she has owned firearms for more than a minute should indicate that there is a disconnect between the shooter and the platform. Like, that is something you should learn day one. Open the manual. Take a, take a read. Also, just know guns need to be cleaned. They're kind of like teeth that way. If you sure. want them to work, you got to clean them. So, yeah. Again, that's just those... Like I said, it's been sitting in the front of my mind for a little bit. And I just wanted to talk about it. Kind of half wanted to make fun of my sister anyways. Um, who I love. Not a sponsor. But, yeah. <laughs> like, just those things. Like, again, don't go out, buy a gun, and then don't learn anything about the gun. Because that's dumb. Because now it's, it's a tool. If you don't know how to use the tool, somebody's going to get hurt. And it's probably not the person you want to be hurt, which is the guy coming at you with a butcher knife. Well, and I'm going to segue hey. that 
and with this is that the one other thing I do see is that a lot of people see like these John Wick movies. I love John Wick. Dumb me, man, it's dangerous territory. Don't I be, be talking bad about my man. However, a lot of people buy guns and they think like, oh, I'm going to be like John Wick, you know, and and don't realize that hey, that's Hollywood, okay, and um, if they see the behind the scenes of the training that he does, they should realize that, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be a John Wick. So they they get these guns and they need to realize that, hey, I need to get the proper training to understand this firearm, what I need to do, um, the proper use of the firearm, um, the proper cleaning of the firearm, stuff of that nature. That's what they need. Um, watching John Wick and all these other high-end action movies, yeah. Just not training videos, as it turns out. Right, they're not. So I'm just also going to throw not that sponsor, which is really disappointing. But fine. <laughs> yeah. So stop so, watching the terror tactical videos. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, dude, it drives me nuts. Yeah, so, that's not going to make you a better shooter just because you watch that video. No. Yeah. Although Halle Berry does look good while she's training, I'm just saying. I will agree with you on that one. Yes. Yes, she does look good. We'll have to say that. However, that's not the proper video to be watching. Yeah. So, so, but yeah. Did we talk about what you talked about in the drive up to Baltimore, or did we get off on a seg? Did we get off on? Oh a no, tangent? that was, it was it was the whole building in subconscious uh, muscle memory stuff. Again, I don't know how we got on it. Why? And it had nothing to do with firearms. I think we were talking about just firefighting and. Because the, one of the people we're riding up with, she'd been a medic for a really long time and was going back to being an officer on a fire engine and, you know, about just going back to doing the training so that she could be more comfortable. And that's I think that's how we kind of went into that topic. Um, but, it, you know what I mean? It's just been sitting in my brain and it was just kind of a interesting parallel. Gotcha. We're going to go see dead bodies, which was kind of cool. <laughs> How did that go? How was that day? Good. Ooh, one of those, the the smell of one of them in particular was whew, a little rough. Yeah. Definitely had uh, one student in particular that was uh, did did not enjoy the first uh, hour. He's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm like, mm, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you you have to do that. You got to get comfortable doing things to, to humans, and this is a real human. And I think the big thing, the the big takeaway there was they were very respectful, which is good because people gave the gift of their bodies. They donated their bodies to science, which is awesome. Um, but with that comes a little bit of responsibility on our part to be respectful of that. And but this one kid in particular, he was he was not thrilled about being near corpses. Uh, or portions, because you don't always get a full body. Um, so, yeah, that was... I'm like, but if you got to go throw up, like, go to the bathroom and throw up and then come back in here, because we got stuff to do. Wow. Yeah. It was just one guy, though, and afterwards, like, after about an hour, color came back in his face, and he did what he had to do, and he was fine. <laughs> but it was it was a little little pallor. Good day, though. Good day. What? Eight hours of standing on my feet. I don't know how surgeons do it. That's probably why they make so much money. Yeah. So just so well, let me ask you guys. Yeah. You you guys say you have watched all the videos. What have you noticed that you need to work on? 
everything. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a silly I know, question. Huggy and I have talked about how slow we are. Yeah. Okay. And not just from, like, just in general. Just, and especially because you're on there, Dave. Yeah. And, and we said this the other day. I said, Dave is the oldest dude on our team, and he moves like a teenager when you compare him to the rest of the two of us that look like we're walking through quicksand. I think it's just, I swear it's the socks. I was looking and I was like, man, it's got to be the socks. Because my socks weren't high enough. And uh, maybe that's what it was. And I didn't have the uh, patriotic flag. So. It's, it's all the American flag stuff from the knees down, I'm telling you. Sure. That's, that's, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get me a pair of those American flag socks. There I, they're actually in my Amazon cart already. <laughs> Just letting you know. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, a uh, uh, speed between like tra- so transitioning literally between targets is a big one for me, um, and then speed of moving from one array of targets to the other um, is another one. And I have talked about this, Dave, and I, I think maybe Huggy, uh, we may have talked about it as well. But getting my like my master grip. So mm-hmm. when I first get a hold of the gun. Making sure that that is a consistent hand placement, good good hand well between you know my my support hand uh, and the rest of the frame of the firearm, um, and just making sure that that is ingrained and it's a, just a repetitive, repeatable action that I can do because that is one of the things that I find um, when I know I have a really good grip, I definitely tend to shoot better. Because I'm not having to re-grip or reposition or anything like that. So, like I said, be, be transitioning between targets, transitioning from one array to the other, just general speed and mobility, um, and then getting that really good grip and making that a repeatable um, action, I think, are my big things for me. Okay. And then not doing that weird gun hangout from right to left situation. Uh, I'm kind of somewhat along the same lines as Leo, but however, uh, again, transitioning from uh, one position to the next position, my lateral movement, uh, my draws, I I think I've pretty got a good draw, but I'm still, it's all subconscious where I'm like uh, trying to be so cautious on everything. So, you know, my draws are... I'm gripping, I'm getting a good grip, but I'm drawing slowly because I want to make sure that I'm like clearing the holster and I'm not, you know, not pointing somewhere else. So uh, I'm going, like I said, this this off season practicing that. Um, then at the same time, when next season rolls around, I'm going to try to take that out and just be able to draw, move, move lateral movements. But at the same time, I'm also going to, Definitely uh, do better on my stage planning. Um, I think that's one of the other things. Even though I stage plan, I'm so, yeah, stage plan. I uh, get a little nervous of like, okay, am I doing this right? Where am I stopping at? You know, so uh, another thing is also um, just knowing my shot count. Even though I count, like, maybe shooting production. I know I have ten in the, in the in the magazine. I need to sit there and say, okay, at this point, I know that I'm at eight shots. Okay, 
instead of taking two more shots, this is where I need to, when I'm transitioning to the next target, to drop the magazine. I have one in the chamber. Yes, there might be one still in the magazine. I'm still going to drop that magazine, put a new magazine in, keep going, and then, you know, instead of, instead of drop, you know, shooting all 10, now I'm out. Now I got to re-rack, you know, a whole, whole nother magazine. So things that I'm going to be working on uh, off season and uh, I'm just going to make it happen. All right. So I have a question for Leo and I have a question for Huggy. Leo, yep. Steve, yes. do you think that is a side alignment issue or a trigger problem? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, honestly, I think it's a trigger. It's a trigger pull problem. That's what I think like, it is. One hundred percent. I feel like that, you get your sights aligned on it, and then you're mm -hmm. snatching the trigger. Yep, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, because um, if you look, I tend to shoot low left a bunch, and that's just that. I mean, honestly, that's me jerking the trigger. And and I like and and I think we've talked about this before, all of us. That um, steel, for one, steel is my nemesis. Um, it is. It, yeah, it's my Moby Dick. Like I am Ahab, and Steel is Moby Dick, and I just want to catch it. And one of these days, I'm gonna slow down, and like when I get to it, because it as soon it, it's like white coat syndrome with doctors. As soon as I see it, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna hit it. And I need to get rid of that mindset and just say, do the fundamentals, and you're gonna hit it. But that's the problem is I, I freak out and then I jerk the trigger and it snaps and I hit low left and I hit low left and I hit low left. And then I try to compensate by aiming high right. And then I still miss because now I'm just I've thrown fundamentals out the window. Um, and, I'm you know, and that's not the way to fix the problem. The way to fix the problem is to freaking take a breath and just shoot the way I know how to shoot. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's totally me. hundred percent. That's me jerking the trigger and not a sight alignment thing that that's what i thought but I, I wanted to get your take on it yeah um huggy yeah you said stage planning do you think it's stage planning or do you think it's lack of visualization and rehearsal i want to say both um because when i do stage I I run so many scenarios through my head, so I'm kind of like, oh, I could do this, I could do that, or no, I could jump here and jump there. Instead of just picking one and saying, this is the way you're going to do it, stick with it, and then don't switch. Don't let your mind run another scenario. Just I need to stick with that. Um, the also is uh, visualization is I need to visualize and realize that hey. At this point, <clears throat> this is where I need to make my mag changes at. And um, that's where a lot of times I run into trouble is that I get to that point where I'm supposed to be doing a mag change, just like we did at Nationals. I remember a couple of times you were like, Huggy, mag change right here. And I'm like, okay. And then when I got up there and was shooting, it went right out of my head because I was trying to focus on like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go here next. I'm gonna go there next. It wasn't there. I didn't 
ingrained it in that, hey, at this point, I need to make a mag change. That's it. Um, so that's what I'm going to be working on. Um, it's just like, you know, seeing, doing my um, stage planning, saying this is where I'm going to do a mag change, and I'm going to, I'm going to make it a muscle memory that, hey, boom, right here. This is where I drop the magazine. This is where I load it in the new mag and keep moving. And so, right. That's my um, and I guess what I'm getting at is um, your stage plan is just that. It's just a plan. Right. Going back to what we were talking about earlier about making things subconscious, the only way to make it more subconscious is to constantly visualize and rehearse it in your head. Yeah. Close, close your eyes and, and run through the whole thing with your mag changes included so that when you're shooting again, you're not having to think about it. You can focus on what you need to do and you'll know when you need to change your mags. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And you're right. And then another problem is when we <laughs> I get caught up is like when I'm shooting with, you know, limited limited people. I watch them and they're like running through and they password. I'm supposed to do a mag change and I'm like watching them going through and I'm like, oh, they're doing a magazine change up there. So I'll just do it up there. And then all of a sudden it gets me stuck because I'm watching them practicing in my head with them. And then I'm like, oh, crap, you know, because when I get up there, then I'm thinking them instead of me. So I need to kind of, like you said, focus, visualize. And then when other people are shooting, I just need to just kind of step away again, just keep, close my eyes, or go through the course and do my thing. So that way, when it's my time, do my thing, not not someone else's. I agree. Completely well, and agree. I know that we've talked about that uh, somewhat previously about um, kind of separating ourselves when it's when we're on deck, I think is the best example. It's like when we're on deck, hey, we're not, you know, chit chatting with each other. We're gonna sit and we're gonna run, like, hey, buzzer goes off, and I'm gonna visualize. Okay, this is my first move, shoot, and then, like you said, doing that visualization when you're on deck, I think is the best prep that you're gonna get, because you don't have to watch the other person to visualize what you're gonna do. You're just using that buzzer as the okay now. I'm set and I'm up and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to work here. And I think that was the biggest thing that we talked about was working your mag changes into that visualization and into that prep. Cause I, I know we've talked about a couple of times where you would do your walkthroughs and you would kind of just literally walk and not, you know, stop and like, this is what I'm going to do. And then you would like, you wouldn't build that right. mag change into your stage plan. Right. You would just say, right. Oh, hey, I'll do it here. And you didn't like actually, okay, now, boom, and then I'm going to move, and then I'm going to do that, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you're right. There was times I didn't. I just walked through the stage, you know, and I was just trying to feel myself through. Um, and then again, I was watching other people going like where they're doing their changes at. Oh, okay. And then I'm like afterwards realizing, oh, they're, they're limited on production. Nice. That went out the window. Yeah. And that's a big, big difference. Yes. So, so lesson yeah, learned. Being on deck is your opportunity to be antisocial. Right. It's awesome. 
Right, but I'm also going to be like when we're sitting there and somebody else is up shooting, I'm not going to pay attention. To I'm going to run, close my eyes, run the course through it, and just do my thing. Then once they're done and we got to go up there and paste and everything, I'll go up there and paste and do my thing, but I'm going to come back, and then I'm just going to sit back with like us, but I'll just probably close my eyes and run the course over and over and over again, just get myself prepped. for Then this is all for next season, so, you know. Well, and I actually think that's where being in a bigger squad helps because it'll give you more time to sit back even between the other shooters mm-hmm. and kind of I'll take a couple of seconds between each shooter and sit back there and do a couple dry runs with my eyes closed, running through my stage plan, making sure that my typically my one reload, if needed, is included so that when I get to that point, there's no hesitation. You know, it happens. So right. that's where, that's where I think being on a bigger squad kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, it gives you that time because. Like when we shot the other day and it was four people, we had five shooters because somebody was shooting limited and limited 10, but there was only four of us. So that like, it's a great example. We didn't even get time to film each other so we could look at it later and be like, oh, hey, this is what we did, whatever. Like we had enough time to paste and be like, okay, next shooter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind of sucks because we were the only two that felt any confidence in doing the RO job. Yeah. Or running the tablet, but <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah, no, literally, sure. one guy was like, I'm not in our own, I'm like, no, 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 but okay, oh, yeah, like, all you got to do is, <laughs> all right, look, shooter, make ready, and like, all right, then when you're done, shooter, or, or you know, are you clear? <laughs> if you're finished, unload, show clear, if you're clear, hammer down, holster, like, if you can say that, there you go, you're an RO, right, and I mean, just be conscious of what's going on, looking for safety, but I think you know, with us um we we've been doing it just for a little bit that we kind of in our background being you know firefighters paramedics that we kind of are very safety conscientious so um i think it comes natural for us in some aspects however but like leo says we had no time nothing i mean it was like we were coming back and it was next shooter up who's up and we were like okay Shooter, make ready. And it was like, uh, Leo, you know you were on deck. Oh, okay. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're all new classifiers. So we, I mean, that was the other thing. It was, oh, um, I don't know what my stage plan is because I, I, this is the first time I've read it and or seen it because I just haven't had time, even though USPSA came out with it a little before that. Like, we hadn't really looked at it or shot it or anything. We just knew, okay, it looks like this, but... You know, okay, you're going strong hand for your first string. You're going freestyle for your second. You're going uh, freestyle but with a reload for your third. And then you're doing weak hand for your fourth. You're like, oh, God, I got to remember all that yeah. so that I, you know, shoot it correctly and don't get DQ'd and part times and all that jazz. And it's just like, well, okay, mm, click, click, bang. Yeah. So, <laughs> it went quick. It was a fast day. But, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't really a lot of learning that happened that day. Right. However, I will have to say, um, I now purchased, like I, I told you guys via text, I purchased a mount for my phone, so I'm going to put it on the tripod, um, so that way I can record us, you know, from a, from afar in one of the corners of the bays, so that way 
at least we can have some type of recording now. So that way, um, if we get in one of those small squads, it's just going to run, you know, and we'll just have to edit out all the other stuff. But we're going to have something now. Speaking of careful, I I actually prefer that method because I've used it. The only problem you run into is people don't necessarily respect the tripod. Yeah. They'll stand in front of it. They stand in front of it. Yeah. Um, So you just have to be careful with that. That's the only downside to it. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I was going to say segue into something else, which I was going to be like, um, I just realized or found out the other day, like, you know, these new drones, you can actually hook up a um, to your sync it to your phone and they follow you. So I was like, oh, how cool would that be? To, you can set the height, too. So you can say have the drone six feet, 10 feet above you and it can actually film you from above and it follows you through the course. And I was like, you know, that would be pretty cool, too. So. <laughs> Okay. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> the conspiracy theorist in me is not a fan. Uh-oh. <laughs> NSA is watching that right now, making a list. Okay, we know that guy and where he lives now. Oh, they, they're making a list. All right, they're going to go like, ha-ha, that guy, yeah, he's slow. We're, we're not worried about that. <laughs> We're not worried about that guy. He can't shoot. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll ignore the, see, it pays to be a loser sometimes, Dave. You're the only one I'm going to come for. Right. <laughs> and they have your service record. Yeah. How's that so, make you feel? They're going to be like, go on. Well, so then, tell us about they, they know the shit storm they're stepping into. Oh. <laughs> I bet his driveway's got landmines in it. Yeah. <laughs> they got, they're like, hold on. I think there's a sensor. Is that it? what? Do you see something flash? Uh-oh. He just puts a fake laser beam across his front door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get one of those. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good idea. Sorry, I just thought of that. All right, cool. Now I know what I'm getting myself for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Um, since this is devolved now, I got you. Your Christmas gifts are on the way. I'm very excited about them. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Just putting All that right. out. I'm very excited. Oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to do like a uh, uh, a casual shooter po- podcast, like Christmas unwrapping. You That's know, fine with me. Unwrap our gifts on online here, so everybody can see. Oh yeah, you gotta put it online. You gotta put it online. Oh, all right. Well, that's all I had for today. So just make sure you don't shoot yourselves in the face. Is really the big thing. That was that was my big takeaway. You know. Know how to use your gun so you don't shoot yourself in the face. As Dave <laughs> says, an indelible mark. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, I agree. My thing is uh, I just, again, want to say thanks to uh, Matt Hopkins for, for the advice and the information. So uh, I'll be working on that. Also, uh, I think uh, I also want to build for our, our – whenever we go back to our – adventure about the uh, commercializing of the USPSA uh, has some information about that so that maybe we can talk about that talk to some uh, actual um, casual shooters and we I brought it up and asked them how they felt about it so it was very interesting to mm-hmm. uh, see what they, what they said so 
Um, we'll touch upon that on another episode. So, we got Dave. Well, I mean, I, I just I'm just going to reiterate what you said, Leo. You know, I mean, you there are what eight million new gun owners this year. Um, you can't get better at it with it sitting in a safe or in a drawer or anywhere else. I mean, you got to pick it up. You got to be familiar with it. You got to know how it works. You know, I mean, I can remember when I started this brand new carry optics thing, I was asking other people, how do you find your dot? Because I wasn't finding my dot. And right. I realize now it's repetition after repetition after repetition <laughs> after repetition. That's all that it is. You know, it's constantly doing it. So very good bit of advice. Pick your gun up, be familiar with it, know how to use it when you need to, because you don't want to be looking at your gun going, how does this thing work? When you need it? Right. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Not my microphone now. <laughs> Sorry, microphone. Uh, that's yeah. that's a very, bit, very good bit of advice. Cool. And also, maybe we can talk about like a, now the uh for next year for the uh nationals that they uh, have uh moved carry optics out of the production you know with production they completely separated it now so um, i think they heard our podcast and they put all the low cap ones in one thing they did, yeah, it did not only do we have an international impact but the uspsa is listening to our suggestions that's Which means right. we're gonna have to go do something else because I, I don't know if I can shoot that by myself again. That was very lonely. We are now driving this train. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're at your service. Thank As you for our service. Stage two, let's hope the brakes work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I'm pulling the parachute cord. <laughs> magnetic brakes? What magnetic brakes? Yikes. <laughs> Oh, oh, by the way, you got to reveal the new shoes, by the way. I know you got some new, uh, um, some new, uh, what, what's the word for it? Uh, Kickstarters or fast, fast shoes? Oh, go fast. Go fast. Yeah. Oh, the Boombas. Yeah. <laughs> not not yeah. a sponsor, but they should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I forget, I forget which match. I don't remember if it was, I don't think it was Area 8. So it was either... The Virginia State match or national, someone was saying that Boomba is not going to be making trail shoes for the foreseeable future. And I went on there, and sure enough, if you go to the drop down, it's no longer an option in the drop down, but they still had a bunch of them left over. I'd say half of them didn't have my size anymore. So. Did you see Huggy? I grabbed. I just that? grabbed another. I grabbed another pair of what I already have. So yeah. Oh okay. So they weren't a new design. Nope. Ah. I went with the same design. Uh, I contemplated a couple different ones, but I went with a, the same design. So why reinvent the wheel? You know. Exactly. America. They match my socks well. So boom. He likes the and my jock strap. So it's all good. And his mug and all sorts of other stuff, man. <laughs> Bad visual. Bad visual. I just, also, <laughs> for some reason, Super Troopers just dropped in my head when they were t testing out the, the jockstrap body armor. <laughs> you okay, Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> all right cool cool man right. we are really good at this yeah Constant all right pressure. so you guys have a good until next time don't be a little bitch yeah <laughs>